All right, and I think we're live. Looks like we're live. Welcome to Podcast Live. I'm your host, Raphael Kalmat, and with me today is Michael Bleakley from Evolve Creative Solutions, Inc. in Vancouver. Um, I've known Mike for a very long time. We've known each other for 25-plus years, I think. I don't even know. I lost count <laughs> a while ago. And uh, um, these guys at Evolve are really great. They've really helped us with our branding. We're just getting started, so please be patient with us as we get this uh, podcast going. And uh, what do they do there? They got branding, web design, software solutions, and uh, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks, Raph. It's, uh appreciate you having me. You bet. L- look, tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Uh, not only is this guy the uh, one of the partners in the company, He's uh, got me back into golf after years, back in 1996. So he's got a big play on what I've done in my life. Um, and um, yeah, tell me how you got started with golf and how this company came about. Well, golf, uh, I started as a kid, but I didn't really get hooked on it. Uh, I chased hockey and baseball when I was young and played a little bit of golf. A friend of my mom's showed me a few things up in cottage country in Quebec uh, on a summer vacation. And then from there, you know, I, I maybe got out once a year and uh, really got hooked on it in the 96, 97, back when uh, uh, we shared the house in East Van there with uh, Jared yep. and Chris. <laughs> uh, Raph and I are pretty competitive, uh, a lot of pitch and putt. And then it snowballed from there. You know, pitcher putt turned into executive golf courses, uh, and then eventually, you know, getting into championship length courses. And, um, you know, in the last uh, 15 years or so, I've been really hooked on the tournament scene. And, uh, you know, it's, um, I always joke that it's ruined my life. <laughs> no, I, t- I totally understand. <laughs> it's sort of a lifelong pursuit of futility, but at the same time, it's so much fun. It's such a challenge. You know, a, a lot like you, Mike, I, I grew up in a blue-collar neighborhood in Montreal, and I was introduced to the game through a friend of mine. And at 9, 10 years old, we were pounding balls up in the local park, and we did that all summer long. And uh, through my, you know, my youth, I played hockey, baseball. I played so many different sports, uh, track and field. And um, even cycling on a national level, you know, I, I rode uh, and then I got back into golf. But that was like that was the turning point. So in 95, 96, 97, when we met and we started hanging out, you were my roommate at the time as well. And we went out and played. I even remember the day that we went out and played and came back and watched Tiger win the Masters in 1997. It was pretty wild with uh, with Jared Marchand and uh, Chris Saray at the time. It was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, no, that was epic. I uh, remember us were all watching in our own rooms, I think. We weren't even <laughs> watching it. Uh, it was uh, epic. Yeah. And since then, that's what really snowboard or, or springboarded uh, uh, golf. It obviously created a lot of popularity in the golf scene in general. But now, for me, it just uh, the, the addiction got stronger and stronger uh, from that point on. And we see the boom in the game. It's like the boom we experienced back then in 97 right through till 2001 with everybody picking up the game because of Tiger. Now COVID hit. It's it's pretty incredible how everybody just came back into the sport or just took up the sport as well. And um, like I know you guys what you do over at, at Evolve. Maybe you could tell me a little bit what you guys do there. 
and how you know golfers or other companies or other businesses could get involved with what you do? Well, Evolve, we are um, we uh, basically are one of our core offerings is uh, developing your online presence, and that includes branding and web strategies. Uh, so essentially, we will uh, make you look like professionals online. So we, we uh, create all the content in-house, video, photography, copy, uh, everything that's needed to, to be applied to, uh, to your online marketing. And um, the other side of the company is software development. Uh, we've got an office in Mexico that we've created our, uh, our own group of engineers uh, and we can build applications, uh, software solutions and all of that. But um, in terms of golf, like because I played so much uh, in so many tournaments here on Vancouver Golf Tour and uh, a lot of the club events, uh, I find that uh, the services that we offer um, travel very well throughout the, the networking scene that uh, attached to amateur golf because it's typically um, business owners, uh, executives, you know, who are out there. And uh, it, it's been uh, it's been great. We've met all kinds of uh, decent clients through uh, through the golf world. And um, you know, if you look at it this way, you can spend four or five hours uh, golfing with a client. You can probably work for a few months together and help them uh, you know be successful whatever their project is. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. If you're just joining us, if you're listening to us or watching us, I'm with uh, Michael Bleakley from Evolve Creative Solutions in Vancouver. You got a great view right in back of you. Is that what the weather's like there today in Vancouver? It's 30 degrees and hot. <laughs> it's, uh, this is Canada's California. Uh, and yeah, so uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people playing uh, hooky down at the beach today because it, it's, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty interesting. You know, we, we're getting to an age right now. I'm at 47 years old. We're playing at different styles of golf clubs. You know, we have in Canada, we've got uh, municipal courses, low end, mid end and public golf courses, as well as resort courses, semi private and private. And you decided this year to get out there and join a golf club. I'm really envious. Uh, I've worked at so many golf clubs over the years. You know, from Dorval to Falcon Golf Club, I was an assistant professional at Royal Montreal Golf Club. And uh, so you got your membership. What's that like? And is it uh, affordable for people to get out there and join a club? Um, well, that's not a simple question. But for one, it's amazing. Uh, speaking of being a member, it's, uh, uh, it's fantastic just to be able to you know, submerge yourself in golf and Having the ability to uh, to practice and at a um, at a high level facility uh, out in Richmond it's called Mayfair Lakes uh, is fantastic. So on that on that side of it, it, it it's I, I'm enjoying it because I previously thought it, it's better for your golf game to travel and play around the munis and uh, you know various courses, which you know I still believe it does build a stronger foundation for your golf game but the ability to go practice and play at will and uh has uh, uh, definitely strengthened my golf game and, and i'm hoping to build on it to, and get uh, get to scratch at some point uh, in the next year or so um right. but the key for you know the bonus of a membership now 
uh, COVID has basically exhausted all the available tea times. You know, you have to plan two weeks out, pay advanced booking fees, and, and be very diligent about uh, finding a tea time. But last year was really tough. So the opportunity to uh, uh, to grab a membership, um, you know, uh, something I'm very grateful for. And uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a blessing, you know, during the COVID time. Yeah, it gives you a unique opportunity to network with people and play different inner club events uh, and um, and prepare, like you said, for, for playing better golf. And especially for someone like yourself who plays on the VGT Tour, you play high-end amateur events. It's a wonderful opportunity to do those things. So it's great to see. I myself am working over at Vic Hatfield's Golf Center over in Oakville, and we're jam-packed all the time. It's a, it's a great place to practice. There's uh, three chipping and putting areas. Uh, there's 120 hitting stations, uh, half of which are off of grass. And uh, Vic and Jeff Hatfield, uh, uh, big hockey family, did a, gr- a great job getting that all together, and I'm really blessed as well to be part of that team. Um, hopefully we'll get to play soon. And uh, from what I hear, you played this past weekend when John Rahm went out to win the U.S. Open. What did you play this weekend? Uh, tell us a bit I about was, that. I uh, was in the City Amateur, uh, held by the BC Golf Association. Uh, it, it was a great event. Typically, it's two days, but because of COVID reasons and all that, it, it was reduced to a one-day tournament held out at Kings Links golf club uh, um, out in Delta, which is, it's almost like it's transplanted from Scotland and it's here on our shores. It's an unbelievable Lynx golf course and uh, um, highly recommend anybody playing it. Um, but the tournament was uh, the city amateur as well. It was the qualifier for the BC amateur. Uh, so very well run of it and uh, it, it, it was fun. Didn't uh, didn't qualify as a few shots short, but uh, uh, still, you know, how, I'm happy with how I fought through it and uh, dealt with uh, the pain that golf throws at you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're a great player. There's a good rivalry between you and me. Uh, I head out to Vancouver once in a while. Uh, worked in the car industry for a number of years, so I had the opportunity to come back and play with you. We've got our own little. Uh, matches that we do and hopefully we get a chance to play again you gave me the opportunity to play the uh, Mississauga Golf and Country Club uh, with your family members that was an awesome opportunity great golf course and um, I just wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about the state of the game today I am amazed at the level of play that's happening now we we grew up watching golfers who were not in such great shape uh, did not have the technical uh, resources we have today as average golfers. And it's, it's pretty incredible uh, that uh, all these players are really great athletes. And looking just at the number of Canadian players, just on the, on the men's side, we, just this weekend we experienced Mackenzie Hughes. You know, yep. we've got Corey Connors, Nick Taylor, Taylor Smith, Aaron Cockrell all up in Europe playing all the time. Mackenzie Hughes, David Hearn, Graham DeLatte, just to mention the a few players, and then yeah. on the, on the senior side, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's insane. Stephen Ames and Mike Weir are playing so well. I think it's the first time the other week we saw Canadians finishing one two in a major event, and then they're standing on the shoulders of champions like you know George Newton, Dave Barr, Stan Leonard, you know Mo Norman, Richard Zokel, all these boys that we grew up watching. It, it's pretty cool. So 
What do you think of the state of the game right now and where it's going? Well, like Canadian golf, like, like our the depth of our Canadian golfers is amazing. Like you, there's also Adam Svensson, uh, James Allenby. There's, yep. uh, there's a handful of guys out here, Mike Bell, who are just absolute uh, rock stars. And, and I think we're going to see a lot more coming out of the BGT crowd. But the golf's in a really good place right now. And, and we all want Tiger playing golf. You know, that would be nothing would be greater than to see him yep. in contention with the, with everybody. But there's all these side stories. We've got the Patrick Reeves and the Bryson Brooks <laughs> bullshit, and uh, and it's just it, it adds uh, some entertainment to golf. And uh, the 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 young characters that are coming into the game just every year. There's uh, three four new solid young players uh, who are uh, um, the, you know the future is bright for for golf and on all tours lpga it's it's strong the talent out there is uh, uh is nothing like what we've seen you know in our in the last couple of generations and i think it's all the the uh, people the kids that have grown up watching tiger are all starting to mature now and golf's been cool the last you know two decades yep. so we're starting to see all these kids enter golf and i think we're we're only just in the beginning there's going to be a lot more uh you know youth talent coming up uh, in the next few years no i agree totally like just giving an example of my son who's 14 years old is now taking up the game i had a chance to play with him we we go out at least once a week and uh, to what you alluded to lpga let's not forget our women it's pretty incredible what brooke henderson is doing you know 10 wins on tour she's the winningest golfer in canadian history and that's kind of yeah. overlooked i know we have a lot of media coverage you know with uh, bob weeks and mark zacchino they're doing a great job and other people in the industry a lot of great writers in canada but you got elena sharp and they're all st standing on the shoulders of people who had the hardest time of getting out there Lori kane sandra post you know don Coe jones uh jocelyn barassa you know the they had a really hard time making it, but they did. And uh, it really puts Canada on the map. So uh, it's, I'm thrilled. This is a segue into a question that you told me that your grandmother was a golfer as well. And your ancestry goes right back to St. Andrews. Is that right? That's right. My grandmother was, uh, I think it was, she was the 1913 uh, women's champion. Um and my grandfather, great grandfather, part of me, uh, used to work at St. Andrews. He was a superintendent. And so he had moved over there at the turn of the century and uh, was a pro in Ontario at a club called Glendale, yep. which has changed names now. I can't recall uh, of, uh, the current name, but the, the club's still operating and there's a tournament that still operates the Hunter uh, Armitage tournament, which is for women only. So uh, um, our great-grandfather was a huge uh, supporter of getting women into golf. And, um, you know, hence, you know, my, you know, my grandmother uh, being able to learn. And, uh, you know, and, and she was sharp. She knew everything about the uh, PGA Tour, uh, you know, back in the day. So, you know, she, uh, you know, the golf's been in our family for, uh, you know, a long, long time. So That's pretty uh, amazing. That's pretty yeah. amazing. You know, I find that fascinating, you know, just to, to talk about, you know, our roots and, and how things come about. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about as well is the fact that 
you know, golf instruction is pretty important, you know, good, working on your game, but y you need to see a golf professional, right? You, you need to work on your game and recheck your grip, your stance, your posture, your ball position, your alignment, even your club position. Uh, how important is uh, seeing a professional to tweak your swing, but not only that, uh, technology, uh, clubs, getting your clubs tweaked, uh, taking a look at that once in a while. I, I think uh, everybody, even beginners, should go get uh, get some clubs fit for them. You know, uh, it's something that, that uh, can't be overlooked. Technology is there, um, and I, I think the the cost of entry may it, it can be prohibitive, uh, but uh, you know, there's there's always a way out to 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 figure out what's going to work the best for you. Uh, it, go and talk to a pro because a lot of times pros have some gear uh, that they've been handed from sponsors and could give a break on. There's, it's, no matter what, you know, if someone wants to get into the game or just improve, uh, you have to go see a professional and, and get, get advice because uh, listening to your buddies at the range is only going <laughs> to screw you up for years. So, uh, you know, four or five lessons uh, from a pro where you learn some fundamentals, how to putt and how to chip, and then you can take it from there. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I see a lot of people from beginners all the way up to professionals uh, that come and see me for golf lessons. I do video analysis with uh, V1 software. I always recommend a club fitter. And... In Canada, we've got a lot of amazing programs for juniors. So uh, you could look up Golf Canada and see what they have to offer, as well as the Future Links program. Back in 1999, when I got involved with Maurice Dagenet from Golf Quebec, we uh, initiated the program. And on the first weekend, we had 250 juniors. Yeah. And it's an amazing program that offers a lot of resources. So I would suggest to look into that very much like the first tee in the U.S. And yeah, um, yeah it's extremely important. Take your kids out. It's not that expensive. Uh, I know we're talking golf and a lot of people might be watching this who don't play golf at all. So I'm going to suggest to just get out there, get a rental set, uh, even borrow some clubs, but go out on the driving range, hit some balls, but the experience of being on the golf course is quite unique. And most people have an experience of going out on the golf course for the first time in a corporate golf tournament. And that's more like a picnic than anything else. You know, you have a couple, a couple of drinks, it's very social, uh, but yeah. if, if you want to get out there and be athletic, and people don't realize how athletic you have to be, walking a full championship length golf course takes a lot of energy. Uh, unless you're riding in a cart. So a lot of people have this image of driving around in a cart, having a good time and smoking a cigar. Whereas uh, as an athletic sport, and it is a sport, it's not, it's not just a skilled game, uh, people could get a lot of exercise. And I think in Canada, we have a lot of mental health issues with people these days. They're not getting out also because of COVID and golf is a great opportunity for people to get out there. Yeah, golf uh, is an incredible mental health break. And, you know, we get information thrown at us all day long with their devices, computers, uh, your phones, people, watches, you name it. It's, it's everywhere. So uh, golf's great. You can go and get away from that for a couple hours. And, and that can be, you know, a recreational golfer who just wants to, 
have a couple of beers and ride around the cart and, and enjoy the scenery, yep. that's there. Go for it. You know, and, and if that's what your golf is, then wonderful. Um, but golf, it, it absolutely is a sport and uh, uh, involves athleticism. You know, when you know the traditionalist likes to walk the course, and golf is really meant to be walked. Uh, so myself, I, I take a cart maybe four or five times a year on certain certain courses, but for uh, otherwise I'm walking, and that that puts you know hundreds and hundreds of kilometers uh, of walking under my belt uh, every year just by playing the sport, and um, you know there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of benefits to that health wise. Absolutely, you know, with the gyms being closed. Uh, it's really hard for people to get fit, but there's a lot of YouTube videos. There's a lot of extra type of training methods that people could do to get fit for golf. And, yeah. um, you know, just doing a home workout program really helps. However, you're just getting outside and starting to walk. My 14-year-old, Adam, has a really hard time even walking nine holes. It's amazing after a year's time of being inside all the, uh, all the time. Yeah. So it, it is athletic. Uh, you get to walk a couple of kilometers, up to seven kilometers on a championship golf course. But, you know, the problem is people think about money and it's time consuming. So getting out there just for nine holes or, or trying out a par three course um, is an option. And that only takes about an hour and a half to two hours of your time getting out there for nine holes. So, and it could be affordable. Again, there's low end, mid end public Golf courses, yeah. high-end, semi-private resort, resort yeah. courses, and um, yeah. So getting out it's, there is great. Golf, uh, it, it's it's misleading because yes, golf can be expensive if if you got to have the newest club every season, and uh, and then that's what you want to do with it. Uh, um, and you can pay as much or as little for a green fee. There's clubs uh, around here. You can get out for pitch and putt for fifteen dollars. Uh, there's, uh, you know, some executive courses and lower end courses that are, you know, 25 to $35 green fees. I, I think Burnaby Mountain is 35, 40 bucks. I don't think, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh, Langara is $50. And that's, uh, there's uh, SkyTrain within uh, 300 yards of the pro shop or 400 yards of the pro shop. There's a SkyTrain. So, you know, there, there's courses that are accessible and that are fairly inexpensive. Um, so, yeah, it really comes down to what you want to pay for your green fees and, and what do you want to get out of your golf. But even at the top end, say $100 for a green fee, which like Morgan Creek is a little bit more than that. And uh, But you're out there for four or five hours, $20 an hour. You, you can break down the value in that $100 green fee pretty easily when you're out on a beautiful manicured piece of property and, you know, you, you spend more than that uh, sitting on a patio for three hours. So, yeah. uh, so, um, so it's all, it's relative. And same with golf clubs. You, you can go get used sets, uh, you know, get some hand-me-downs. There's a way to get around the cost of golf uh, if you want to get out and play. No, absolutely. Listen, Mike, tell us again a little bit about what you do. But before you do that, you know, if you're just joining us, I'm with Michael Bleakley from Evolve Solutions in Vancouver. They do branding, web design, uh, software uh, design. And, you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what the company does. And how about an example of maybe one of the companies you helped develop and what you did for them? 
Yeah, we've um, we've helped a lot of companies. Uh, so, but we uh, we basically I have the in-house team. Uh, I have designers, developers, uh, SEO experts, all on staff. We've got a team of about nine of us here in Vancouver. And uh, a team of uh, six, uh, and we can scale up to about 20, uh, depending on what we're building uh, through our team in Mexico. So uh, up here, we handle everything that's client-facing, such as you know, the design aspect and um, you know whether that's logo, web, and the content associated. So we, we've got a studio here in South Vancouver, a photography studio, video production uh, studio, and uh, so we will do all of that stuff here. Um, so um, to think of a client, uh, see, well, there's a tent company we've helped recently, uh, Elevation Tents. We gave him a rebuild website, foundationally, uh, you know, uh, it's built to optimize. So we set up his content right from scratch. Right. Um, you know, I have my SEO uh, um, girl organize all of that. And, uh, um, and under her guidance, we've laid out a new platform and a rebrand, and uh, he's now starting to see the results. You know, his, um, yeah, he's, he's uh, yeah, made wise decisions on, uh, on on his marketing efforts, and now he's uh, starting to see some results. And uh, but we've worked with many different companies uh, as, as well, different sectors from law offices. Uh, and we recently. Uh, did some uh, photography uh, for a company out in Surrey, uh, including drone photography. So oh, I went amazing. out and the drone around and captured some cityscape uh, scenes for them and uh, would help them uh, just with a small part of their rebrand. They already had their own internal team in place. So uh, they used us as an extension of their marketing team, uh, which happens a lot. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, enterprise will obviously have be large enough that they have their own group but they really need support from an outside agency like ourselves so so that's where that's pretty neat like relaunching rebranding and uh and and marketing as well i would think right now like covid has made it apparent to a lot of businesses to to uh to make sure that their web presence is in the forethought of their minds and, and, and being active to um, build their best representative uh, with uh, online. So your, your your website is there 24-7. So uh, make sure that that thing is a lead generator and, and it looks good. You got to, you, this is your opportunity to one-up your competitors and, 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 and look the part. So so make sure to put a little effort into that. And, and, and COVID has made that apparent. So you see a lot of people got used to e-commerce uh, or ordering from Amazon, if, you know, for the right. first time, you got to think a lot of people, um, you know, uh, have been experiencing that over the last year and change. And, um, you know, you can't neglect your online presence. Oh, that's amazing. How could we get in touch with you and your company? Do you have a website, an a email address? We are ecsagency.com. And uh, we have form fills on the website uh, that they, anyone can uh, reach out to us. Uh, my email is mike at ecsagency.com and happy to talk about how we can help anybody. Well, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I know we're old friends, Mike, but you actually pulled off a lot and inspired me to do this show. Um, 
you help me out with some of the graphics that we're working on right now. We're in our infancy. We're just getting started, but really help me springboard right into what we're going to be doing uh, with our marketing, our social media presence. And, and I know that you've, um, you know, I've looked at some of the projects you've taken on and how much you gave them that social media presence, uh, be it yeah. uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, and, th and now with like different uh, platforms like Twitch and YouTube, and uh, it's pretty incredible what, what you could do yeah. for a company. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be, you know, associated with you, not just because you're my buddy, and, but you've really taken a professional attitude on, on moving this forward and, and helping us out. To, um, and we're in, I'm in Mississauga, uh, just outside of Toronto. And I just can't help but talk about golf a little bit more when it comes to uh, what the professionals are doing out there on the golf course. Uh, yeah. And... Watching the U.S. Open this weekend at Torrey Pines after, you know, watching that epic event, we both watched <laughs> Tiger win back in 2008. And now John Rahm taking the mantle, you know, with his first major win and everything he had to go through with COVID and, you know, leading the tournament by six at Memorial and then him coming yeah. down the stretch and, and birding the 71st uh, and 72nd hole of a major championship yeah. and then seeing DeChambeau and, uh, and he took the first spot. He's in first place right now as a, as a number That's one right. player in the world. And, yeah, and it was he, a big week. Man, you, everybody was at the top. We had Morikawa. We had uh, just, uh, Justin Thomas at one point. Everybody was up there. And yeah. uh, Ustazen just felt, it just seems like everybody else kind of fell apart and whoever held on to it, I thought for a moment English was going to win it, <laughs> you know, because he, he posted the first number at three under, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and English just slid into third there very quietly and he just held on to it. And I think he took home 800 grand or he took home a lot of money for that. <laughs> They're playing for $12.5 million. <laughs> so, but Rom. When he was cleared to get into the U.S. Open, uh, I had a feeling he would win when he was uh, uh, had to withdraw from uh, Jack's tournament. Uh, I also suspected he would win his next start because he, he, uh, he, he's been improving a lot mentally. He's been a bit of a hothead uh, previously, yeah. uh, you know, and which I, I don't mind seeing that. Uh, I like to see players have some emotion uh, out on tour and like to say, say that, you know, they're, they're, uh, they get frustrated just like any of us. And they're not robots, so it's good to see. But he's, he's dealt with that, and uh, I think he's grown a lot. So uh, um, his making those two putts on 17 and 18 uh, downhill sliders, like those were not easy putts. Yeah. Uh, you can't just, you know, ram those in the back of the hole. No those pun are, intended. No pun intended. You can't ram those in. <laughs> oh, oh. So... Uh, it was great. It was, uh, it's emotional to see him with, you know, you, you know, there was, there was, uh, uh, you could feel it out there with father's day and Phil Mickelson hanging around. Yeah. And, uh, um, isn't so, it ironic that he got the Jack Nicholas medal, right. For the U S open and him losing the tournament. And you talk about rivalries, like one of the best golf rivalries right now is between Deshambo and Kepka. You know, I'm liking it. You know, it's a, it's not hostile. There's just some words exchanged. The, I'd love to see those guys go head to head at some point yeah. in time. Um, well, you go back to last week when uh, uh, Brooks is being interviewed and uh, Deshambo is walking by and he's jumping up and down <laughs> and uh, he's rolling them a little bit. So 
Uh, I thought that was hilarious, and I hope to see that continue. I, I think, uh, um, you know, golf gets a little, uh, I can't say stale, it gets a bit frosty. Yeah. You know, the announcers can be boring sometimes, and just to see a little color in the game. Yeah. I, I, you, you know, it's talk, speaking you know, of golf analysts, you know, I, I love Nick Faldo, you know, uh, Jim Nance, and all the old boys club, but, you know, they got to, you know, pick it up a little bit. We're not in a library setting anymore. Jim Nance is great, but he's perfect if you want to have a nap. Because yeah. he really, uh, I find you the half an hour talking to him and I'm curled up in the couch. Sleeping. Right. And I feel like, a, yeah, I, I, I totally hear you. Even with Faraday, I feel like he's holding back from being, you know, with his dry Irish humor. He, he can't really yeah. be himself. It's sort of like the CBS, NBC slash ESPN, you know, demeanor. And yeah. Um, yeah, that's okay. You know, it's okay. I think it's going to change. There's going to be a turnover, and the ch- there'll be a changing of the guard soon enough, and it's going to be a little bit more exciting because you could see it. Everything's changing in the sport. I uh, think Faraday, uh, even Faldo, Faldo can be hilarious. Like they, they do drop some great, uh, yeah. uh, great lines here and there, but they're everyone's scared to uh, get canceled. Yeah, and, and these so. guys got to watch out right now because. Now, one slip uh, in their toes. I don't know if you remember Kelly Tillman about 10, Kelly 11 years Kelly was amazing. Ke- Ke- Kelly is still amazing. Yeah. You know, I heard her briefly during the Masters, a couple of comments, but I, I uh, yeah, Kelly. Tiger was uh, laying the boots to a field, and I forget what tournament it was. That was in she, Hawaii. That was in yeah. Hawaii back in mid-2000s where she, she yeah. uh, you know, that he, he was, uh, you know, they're going to have to take, uh, take Tiger over Lynch and like, she had to apologize the next day. It was, it was if she said that today, it would have been even worse. You know, right. as ten years ago. But still, she took some heat for that, and and no one, you know. So they they, they do have to be careful. Um, something that they think might be funny uh, uh, to a very small uh, amount of people yeah. out there don't. But they, uh, you know. So I, I feel for these announcements because I would love to hear um, a bit more color commentary, like. You know the Johnny Millers and uh, you know these uh, people who aren't afraid to speak their mind and their opinion, which you know Frandel Chambly for that matter, like you know love him or not, yeah, uh, he speaks his opinion. He'll he'll stand and he'll debate his point. And um, you know that's you know, a that's that's a great threesome. You know when you have Rich Lerner, Brandel Chambly, and uh, Justin Leonard together, you got two veterans. I really enjoy the banter back and forth. They keep it light. They only get them at the major tournaments or, or on Sundays. And they, they, I really enjoy watching those guys. Um, Justin is pretty good. I wasn't sure how uh, he was going to do, but uh, I, I like him. You know, I've always liked him as a player. Um, and uh, he, he's great. Uh, I enjoy him on the golf show. Look, my time is flying by. I'm really happy that we finally did this. I'm going to have you Absolutely. on again at some point in time. And sure. uh, good luck with everything that you're doing at Evolve Solutions. You know, I'm going to recommend you highly. Hopefully our viewers get to see this and uh, reach out to you. And you don't have to be a golf business. You, you know, you could just be a business in general. Reach out to Mike. Ask him about uh, all that he does. And uh, you've been watching Podcast Live. Uh, for Michael Bleakley, I'm Raphael Kalmat. You guys... Have a great night. Thanks, Raph. That was lots of fun.
You, you yeah. got it, brother. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Take care. Yeah, take care.